Hello and welcome to our seventh episode of the Made in Asia podcast. Made in Asia, the podcast for entrepreneurs and creators in the experience and transformation economies in Asia. Our guest today is Antimo Russo, our first master on the show. He's a master of tango, where he's both a dancer and an instructor. Antimo won the Argentine Tango Italian Championship in 2002 and 2003 and placed second in the Argentine Tango World Ranking List. Currently, he's an international Argentine tango lecturer, choreographer and adjudicator in different countries. Tango is a very complex dance because it's much driven by improvisation and musicality. Antimo today will give us more insights into the uniqueness of tango and how it all unfolds here in Asia. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're here again with Made in Asia, the podcast for creators and entrepreneurs and transformation experience economies in Asia. We're in the presence of a maestro. The first time we're doing this, so Sifu here, Antimo Russo, a master of tango and other dance, is that fair to say? Yes, you can. Yes. And uh, so I have to disclose uh, my former uh, current tango instructor. We're in, a, we're in a bit of a hiatus due to COVID. So uh, it's it's testing times. But um, welcome, Antimo. Great to have you. Welcome, Dan. Welcome, everybody. So um, tango, uh, it's a unique dance. I've dabbled in dance before when I was younger. So uh, and only what, December, November, I think I came for the first class. Yes, yes. And I tell you one thing, this is nothing like I ever imagined tango would be like. It's more difficult than uh, than meets the eye. It looks beautiful, but it's a whole different ballgame than other dances. Talk, tell us a bit about uh, what makes tango so unique in terms of dance, because you are familiar with all, all types of dance, right? Okay, so um, the first thing is when people uh, come to the tango class, it will be for sure the difference in the immediate fulfilling of what you expect into a tango class with a, with a difference into other kind of dance class. Of course, here we are uh, referring to couple dancing specifically. Okay, like okay? ballroom dancing. Yeah, like ballroom, salsa. like salsa. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Because for sure it will be... Uh, different case uh, learning uh, dances that are single dance and couple dancing so okay. um the easiest comparison we can do for example with the salsa class okay mm. because this is very popular as well in hong kong so do you do salsa at all or I, you're for fun for i can fun. Okay. i can go dance okay i fair enough i go to latino club for fun to dance with friends i have friends that are salsa teacher okay. kizomba teacher i have a lot of uh, artists in different mm. uh categories of dancing like okay. friends so i really much enjoy go to latino night i have okay. to be fair not only full disclosure tango, yeah. <laughs> yes not only tango night I, I like to like to hear other kind of latino music mm. so the first comparison the first thing i can say about the difference into for example i say huh, a salsa class or a ballroom class into a tango class if you take a salsa class you will learn a few steps and immediately you will be able to dance with your friends and go more or less. You can be uh, led or you can follow and you have this immediate sensation of mm. being able to yeah. dance mm. after one lesson. 
reverse case for tango, the most difficult part for a student uh, into the learning process is from zero to the dance floor. I, I totally concur. It's been three times an hour and a half. I'm still not really... Oh, we made it to the dance floor, but uh, oof, I mean, uh, so why is that so difficult? It's difficult because to internalize tango, it takes time. It's, it's a very, very uh, complex kind of dance. We do not really uh, have patterns when we dance. So yes, we do have figures, but then immediately uh, you will be um, in the condition of understanding that you don't need to repeat the sequences and figure, but you need to interpret. So you need to interpret, you need to lead in case of a leader or follow in case of a follower, and you need to let it go, listen with your feeling the music. And mm. as well, the music is much more uh, complex. For example, Go to take a salsa or a ballroom class, immediately you will be uh, put in front of you with the challenge of having uh, the, the tempo, no? So mm, the, the, the teacher will say, follow the beat. Yeah. So in tango, it will take years to acquire musicality. Now, what is musicality? Musicality is a combination of uh, beat, melody, harmony, and another thing that we have in tango that we call the arreglo. Arreglo roughly translate as arrangement. Now, mm. what I mean for an arrangement, I mean that each orchestra in a period of time different will have a slightly different arrangement. We can say customized, personalized for a certain popular song. And obviously, if you dance the same song from a different period of time, from a different orchestra, theoretically speaking, if you are a good dancer, you should interpret those mm. uh, orchestras in a different way, right? So the, if learn to follow the beat, the tempo is difficult, learn the musicality, take years, right? right? So that's the difference of complexity between... Uh, tango and another kind of couple dance okay yes so, so how do you learn it or how did you learn it uh, well how do you get into this and how long does it it takes a lifetime to master i guess but uh, how did you get into it personally okay basically in my family i am a second generation dancer and third generation artist okay so my Grandfather from uh, that side, he was a singer for traditional Neapolitan songs that mm. are very, very close, melodically speaking, to tango. Because a lot of immigrants from Italy exactly, went to Argentina. Exactly. So yeah. all the part of pathos in the tango and the text and, mm. and all those parts that talk about melody, struggling, and those are all generated in a good 50% from Neapolitan traditional songs. Right. Okay. Together also with the Spanish. So they generate what the, the, the melodic part of tango is. So my background, like uh, in the family, musically speaking, I can say come from my grandfather. Mm. And then to my dad, how we get into what we say tango dance, tango dancing. Basically, we can say legend says that because my dad is born in 1945. Mm. So around when he was uh, 
eight or nine years old. So we talk about 1953, mm. 54, uh, where he lived, there were still uh, like a US troops. Right. Like there was like a military. military. Yep. Exactly. They were just around everywhere. Yeah. And what happened that at the ground floor where he lived, because he was living at the first floor, mm. there was a very big patio open to people that they can do with a very nice floor and those military troops go there to dance and play hmm. so basically they dance tango and rock and roll there wow so so american military that danced tango. Exactly. there was argentinian wow. people moved to us which mm. entered into the military and there was obviously this the people that dance rock and roll Right. And the people that dance tango. And they so, made it to Napoli. Is it? And, and they were there because we have NATO base yeah. there. We still have. So they just were out like uh, surveying and stuff like this. And this uh, kind of uh, party where he lives, it was very popular because the floor was good. Right. So uh, that's <laughs> what happened. So he saw those people, those people, those military together with gathering with uh, other guys older than him into this party, which was just uh, below his home. And he just went there play. And then he insisted with these older guys that they were around the 20s, like 18, 20s, he was just mm. eight or nine years old, that he wanted to learn, they have to teach him and stuff like that. So at, at first he got rejected, rejected. And then he was saying that this guy that done tango to, to my dad, if you can bring me a cigarette, I will teach you tango. Oh, all of a sudden, there's a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, cigarette. It was this okay. story of the cigarette, which uh. uh, I've been told by like el elder generation in the way he lives. So basically what he did, he keep stealing cigarette from my grandfather <laughs> <laughs> and he give the cigarette to these military people to, to, hmm. to learn tango from so, these people. Yeah. So, so tango has a lead and a follow. In this case, um, who was, was it just military oh, yeah, guys be together? Because you need or? to know that during those years in the 50s, uh, the guys they actually learned were, were guys, where the, the, the leader was the one taught need to learn more and then need to lead the follower. So right. following and learning was a little bit like a, a merged, merged okay. idea that they had. So you did both? You so they, they dance in between guys. Yeah, basically yeah. they dance. What you will see there in the party or you won't see the guy dance with the girl. Right. But you see a guy teaching another guy the, the steps uh, he knows, the special effect mm. he knows to impress the girl when they go to dance. Of course, in those years, my dad won't go to dance, right. but he will learn the steps from those guys because wow. he wants to dance. Yeah. So eight years uh, he started? Eight, nine years Rather old. Eight. Yes, okay. yes, he started. And, and this is a story of, uh, let's call it stealing cigarettes. <laughs> Went forward for quite a few years and uh, my grandfather realized that there were these <laughs> cigarettes. So he got punished very badly. <laughs> so he could not go beaten up, go, cannot go out. And his neighbor downstairs don't see him there anymore. So he went out, ask and say, what happened to your son? He's sick or something. And then he said, no, he's smoking. He's too young. <laughs> he's still cigarette. And lady downstairs said, he doesn't smoke it. He paid dance classes with the cigarette. <laughs> so that's how he went. The story uh -huh. so he got then kind of for, forgiven from yeah. my grandfather and he keep, keep, keep dancing. Very good. And then the dancing has been for all his life, his whole passion because he danced and he was alive because he passed away like last year. Sorry to hear that. Yes. Uh, dancing was, he had a very like a fulfilling life, I can say, because he danced almost... Till the end, like he was be able to teach, and he was 
73 or something. So yeah. he danced from when he was 80 or so till wow. all the way under when he was 73. And with tango, you can do that, actually. You can Exactly. That's the reason, actually, that brought me to, one of the reasons that brought me to focus in tango. Because uh, I did do learn other form of dance, but when there was the time of retiring from a, a, a full competing life, because I was like, I, like I, I was doing competition at a very high level. But for me, I, I was not ready to give up dancing mm. to, you know, to hand, to, to hang my shoes to the nail. And tango has been always there for me because uh, it, it is in the family, the yeah. tango. I, yeah. I, I, I can say that. So tango is forever. You will dance tango and you are gone basically. Mm. And if you will remember you dancing. So we do, tango does not have age, does not have shape. So ever uh, it's just very individualistic, individualistic right? yes, mm. yes. And we should add that uh, Antimo was the Argentine tango Italian champion uh, 2002-2003. Yes. yes, in the yeah. ideal, yes. And you were second in the Argentine tango world ranking list. Yeah, so because that's the, a pretty big thing. I mean, yes, because those years were actually the first few years were the idea <laughs> of have a very big international competition on tango tango was uh, generate hmm. so th those championship i did they were like a little bit experimental phase oh, early years yet early or years. very extremely very early years they were not the current uh, organization which mm. is led by the Argentinian government i did i did not uh, like uh, participate very much into that because that was not actually existing at the big scale yet right but what i dance was in a ido international dance organization so it, in during those years was very like the new launch ideas because and um, tango has been coming back in the 90s right. so from the 90s to early 2000 it went like yeah it comes in waves right in the yes. early 1900s it was popular from like the late 1800s early yeah, yeah. 18, 18 then it went away. 80 to 1913 13 then it came then back in the 50s back. and he came back then after world war one oh world war one okay. yeah just world war one was like let's say uh the people in late 19th century is a little bit different from the people after World War One, yes, right. the, the concept of tango has changed a lot mm. during uh, during the year. So, so where is tango? In, okay, let's start. Uh, there's a lot. Tango is now an intangible cultural uh, heritage under UNESCO uh, since 2009. So, is that a definition what tango should be? Because as we just said, it evolves over time. So. Uh, the heritage keeps evolving as well. How does tango today compare to something that was in the 50s? Because a lot of music is from the 50s, right? Uh, yes. Some of the yes, famous orchestras. Yes. So how does a dance evolve that is so individualistic? Okay, let's talk about specifically about tango dance now. Okay, not right. music, but the dance, yeah. the action We're getting very technical dancing. here, so bear with us. Okay. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> okay. Tango dance. Uh, there were the basically from after World War One, all the way until I would say 1966. Mm. Okay, there were like a, there, it's a, almost a continuous growing, continuous uh, development of the tango dance that brought us to have those 
Tango Legends you see mm. in the in the movie yeah. in the movie I shared and we'll send a link in this uh, video at the bottom so check it out yes so basically from after World War One, musically speaking and uh, dance wise we got to have those people so there was not really the concept of going to the dance studio or take a formal dance class but there was tango dance mm. there was the tango master and the tango master if we see you that you are a talent person you are a friend you are of his barrio barrio will be the neighborhood neighborhood, neighborhood because tango was was and is still a bit divided by neighborhood for style a way they dance wow. so if you were always neighborhood in his bunch of people and you want to learn you are talented he would take you kind of under him and develop like your a tango type of thing. yeah it's more uh. like this rather than a good for sale okay, okay. so in this way, we got to have these people that dance under the basically the late sixties. After that, we had, you know, the we, we had the militarization yeah. in the government Argentina, from Argentina. Yeah. At that point, there was basically it was forbidden to gather. The people were forbidden yeah. to gather. Even two people was referred as a gathering. And there was also tango in Uruguay, but it's too small to survive, or they did their own thing, or, I mean, it's Rio de la Plata is, includes Uruguay and Yes, yes. Right? Um, they were, like, actually uh, connected in a way. Oh, okay. so, if so they suffered, tango, basically. Okay. Yeah, if tango stopped in Buenos Aires, it won't go ahead very much okay. in Uruguay. Also, because during this uh, militarization people, rock and roll entered mm. in Argentina. With, yes, exactly. So the new trend mm. was to dance the rock and roll. That's why then my dad was learning kind of dancing uh, pose because because at that time they were way on the scale the same. Then going forward, basically tango went because of this uh, no gathering first and then other sort of trend coming in, it went like to fade. Mm. At this point, there was... Uh, like we can say like a, a separate tradition born from uh, the Maestro Copes and was the idea of bringing the tango on a stage. So mm. have a restaurant, have like a club, you, you, the tourists will go there, have a like drink. A performance. Yeah, it was like you go there and instead they go in the milonga, which is a tango party, instead they go to the milonga to see the people dancing because big gatherings were forbidden, you will go to this party, and sorry, you will go to this club, let's call it club or restaurant, and you will go there and you will see this little performance. Now, this performance were made breaking quite a few rules of the tango of mm. the 50s. So we can call it like a separate tradition compared to the 50s. That's a scene tango, is that what it's called? Or uh, stage tango? The stage tango, tango right. scenario, is actually born later than that. Okay. It's a pre-phase of actually having the real tango scenario. Okay. This was the idea of bringing... And that's what people see in the movies, right? So when you watch a movie, normally you see... Normally, the, if you see one couple dancing, you will see stage tango. And tango that's a choreography, scenario. usually? Those are choreographies. Then okay. also there, there, are, there is a different... There, okay. we, we arrived there. We, we arrived <laughs> okay. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically what is happening is that um, Maestro Copes, 
he said, okay, we cannot socially dance anymore and he invented this uh, alternative way of uh, dancing, tango, which it was a bit more made of figures mm. and a bit more linear. So, so the figures were not very complex, not very entangled in between because actually the entangled part come from the social dancing, not from the stage tango. Okay. So the entangling the figure is something that was belonging to the social. So it was left there a bit. There were very interesting action, but the the... the the whole development of the stage of the choreography was a very linear, very clean. Yeah, so with back it, and forth. With just, sure. Yeah, with just a few highlights, particular highlights. So you, let's say, in easy words, you could see where this part starts, where this part ends, and where the highlight is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's not tango. This is very linear, very clear, right, very so pleasant to work. People think like this, shit, turning the head and like boom, boom, back and forth. No, no, right? no, it's not really, it's not really boring tango, but it's, it's a, okay, let's say like this. If you are a dancer, but you don't dance tango, I can teach you this choreography, put you on the stage, you will dance into my group, and you are done. Okay. Okay. So it's not, it doesn't uh, require really that knowledge at, yeah. at the feeling level of the mm -hmm. music. So Maestro Copas went with this force until the late 70s, beginning of 80s, right? So he was the only, when you think tango, you think that. Okay. In the eighties, and by chance, my dad was actually dance this separate tradition, not the fifty line, mm. the fifty like under the fifty yep. line of like a way of thinking the tango. When tango came back, then my dad started to study back that part, and he could actually dance both in both way. But of course, he grew up with the idea of the maestro copes style, so that that was his way of mm. thinking tango later on then when i decide really by chance that i want to do it i want to dance tango and then i was uh, quite fast put on to doing those competition because i start into uh 99 to 2000 dance uh, oh, wow. specifically tango so in a few years i was immediately put that go and do it because i was already a dancer for a few years but not tango and my dad would actually me to learn other kind of dance because um, other kind of dance have a really defined uh, formation for like like you can get a degree so you can get a visa to come to hong kong and you can work in different countries so you have like a degree you have a diploma mm. uh, tango currently still don't have it so okay. it wouldn't have given me the possibility as a specifically a tango teacher to go in another country and say, okay, that's my specialization. That right. doesn't exist as a specialization. So my dad wanted me to study other sort of dance as a form of formation as a dancer. So I did that. I competed for many years. Then at a certain point, I said to my dad, I want to go back to tango. Mm. So, and then he said, yes. So he think about it. He think about it for quite a long time because <laughs> in the beginning he was like no all you have to do because this is more like a sort of folk dance you are like a professional competitor mm. like i was actually doing latin dancing for a very long time i don't know yes no okay so if you have to do you have to do seriously and he asked around that he knows that 
the new fashion slash old fashion was the one of dancing what the people in the 50s that so the generation before the social them. social dance exactly to, to go through the idea of uh, social dancing and i started to take a classes not with his direct teacher in terms mm-hmm. of style but with the people that was bringing back the yeah we can say the social that the tango okay tango salon tango de pista yeah. which uh, can be translated to social but is really a own tradition own, mm. own way of interpreting the music which is based on basically 100% improvisation right so and that's why i can say i do have my, like a third generation dance but in reality in the history i'm fourth okay you know is so you basically went from the mm, number two generation is skipping my dad generation okay. yeah, 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 yeah it would be something like this yes okay my dad eventually went back to dance line regularly as you are learning as you know i'm teaching but he didn't start with that you know okay. he start with a different way of thinking uh-huh. okay yes. so so how was that for you when you started learning tango and going into the improvisation which is i'm still struggling with i have to say um, did it click at one point or was it something that came sort of gradual did you have it before where did you where did it, where, oh. when did it, when did it hit you that you like you told me it's like driving a car right yeah it's like driving a car so yeah. when 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 did where, when were you on the highway and you're like let's 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 go okay i when i started as uh, any other dance you start to dance you we have a uh, patterns right so i was very curious about learning those patterns and uh, i learned the patterns obviously for me it was quite uh, easy to do it yeah. less than easy i can just do it but then i could not separate the parts of the pattern and put it in the music it was not easy for me despite I've been dancing for almost 20 years at that time mm. but I still could not do that and I could not make it look like tango okay you understand I went for myself to this struggle my struggle was not to operate the step itself as much as look a tango dancer there was something there i seen the other tango dancer that doesn't render to me and for me it took years to render the idea of uh, the improvisation into what you are doing so that's why it was even for me as dancer as like completely formed dancer professional uh getting into the idea of improvising the imp- improvising into dancing partial improvising or I- improvising because you are interpreting the orchestra mm. it was like go- going crazy almost okay. right because i took some class and then with the with the argentinian teacher and he put one part of the music he made this sample we can go like a sample pattern and then he intentionally changed the portion of music into the same song and say interpret this obviously what i did repeat the pattern and he said it's wrong i say i did the same what you did <laughs> so i did quite a few times this thing and then i and then he said you know there's any difference i say no it's the same song 
What? And say, okay, I'll show you the difference. He forwarded the CD. He said, it's another portion of the song. You cannot repeat the same. You cannot at least repeat that part with that partners, with that composition, and with that poses because it won't match. Because my problem was not using my legs or using my feet in any possible way. I could have been doing any of those, but they didn't look tango to mm. me. They didn't not look tango. So I have to work out getting into the style. So for me, it was like understand the concept of musicality, dancing the poses, um, staying into the right speed, dancing correctly, the orchestra. So this was my uh, kind of going Learning. through, yeah, going through tango. So, I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near there. So um, because I, I still don't really understand what's going on in dancing tango but um what i hear is that everybody has their own style even if you dance with different partners you have um you explained to me once that you know this song you would dance with this partner or a faster song with a different partner you can have different interactions right so it's a very individual uh style for each dancer would have i okay we are talking about being in a milonga at this point, right? We are yes, yes, we yes. were talking about we, so being in milonga, so being in a tango a party. Dance. Yeah, social when we dancing. go milonga, we don't have fixed partner. We go yeah. bunch of friends. We can be mixed boy and girl or boys or girls. So we go there, and like theoretically speaking, everybody dance with everybody. Now, in each single person, in each single individual person, we do the teacher can. Infuse in you the technique. I can teach you the technique, but the technique need to apply to your body, and mm. each single body is different. Okay, is that high, short, tall, heavy, Infant, light, everything? Exactly, exactly. Okay. It's really the flexibility, uh, your capability of the body. Then there is your musicality. You can hear the music in a different way that I hear music. Mm. So. You apply your musicality way to your body and you, in case that you are a leader, of course, you need to uh, make your followers or you need to lead your partner with her body into her technique into a determined song, right? So we have all these components. Of course, we have four or five components. Now, together, those four or five components can come out to be like thousands of combination <laughs> yeah. and of course if i will have a, like i don't know a dancer that is uh, faster more flexible into faster music uh, then i would choose to dance that tanda which is a set of songs because we dance by sets of songs three usually right uh, four songs four song. or tango three vals or three milongas right yes so i will decide to dance that tanda with the person that with that sort of combination with uh, two techniques, two body and two musicality render better the idea of the orchestra, right? Me as a, a experienced dancer. Right. So I would rather have a lady that can dance better the poses and the slow movements. So I would choose an orchestra like this Harley, which is a, a slower, more passionate, more steady. If I have a faster lady, then I would dance faster music right mm. so uh, uh, all those combination come in come like in thousands of variation we don't even use the same steps we don't even use mm. the same pattern and you know 
It's all really, really improvised. Yeah, and tango, you dance the pause, which is something that's very bizarre. Because normally in every other dance, when there's a pause in the music, the movement stops too, largely, right? I mean... we Yes, okay, we dance the pause. Yeah, that's a very, very difficult concept to explain. Okay, dancing a pause. Dancing a pause means that you will not have a drop of energy in between two sets of movement. So your energy will be staying steady and at the level where you are left, ready to dance another section. You have to think like sections of improvisation dance in between poses. And they just flow. Yes, like you, you, you cannot say like, uh, it flows because our, uh, because our like, you, you, we don't dance like a section and then a pose in between and then a section. We dance a pose, a section and a pose. Hmm. The flow come from the fact that uh, the improvisation, like a good improvisation, uh, is done by not make you seeing where my idea start mm. and where my idea finish because the musicality, the music, and where the idea start are displaced yeah. compared to the other dancers. So on beat one is not starting my idea. My idea started a bit seven of the previous part, include a pose, and continue in the bit one. So in a, in a proper tango salon, you won't be able to see the parts mm. separate. And the one guy in this uh, Legends of Tango video said that dancing tango slower is the most difficult. The most difficult. Because you see yes. more, which is also strange for a dance. Normally you think like the faster I go, the more difficult it gets, because but tango is the opposite. Uh, okay, my experience as a teacher... Um, <laughs> You will have locally or in several parts of the world, people that start to teach with the rhythmical music. Why? Yeah. Because dancing rhythmically is it's kind natural, of inborn yeah. into yeah. people. I will start from melodic orchestra. Because for me, learn a melodic orchestra and learn to understand how to respect the phrases and period of music is not inborn. Mm. It's not a thing inborn. We take triple the amount of time that respect the rhythm. I mean, you can teach a two years old to clap the hand on the music, you know, that's yeah. a rhythmicality. But understand this is a phrase that start and this is a phrase that stop that include several parts of rhythm, then that's difficult. So personally, I will start with a slow orchestra like Carlos Di Sarli mm. to, to teach. Yeah, but it's actually locally quite unusual. Okay. So, so Carlos Cisali is a slow guy. Let's talk a bit about music. Yeah, he's um, a melody bass. Okay, he orchestra. played in the 50s as well, right? Yes, yes. yes. Who's, a, who's a fast guy? Darienzo. Darienzo? Yes. And, there's, and um, there's people that prefer one to the other, right? They have different styles. and. Okay, Found the four fundamental orchestras for tango are Carlos Di Sarli, Juan Darienzo, Pugliese, and Troilo. All from the 50s? Yeah, they all... They start, some start earlier, start finish later, yeah. but in the 50, all of them were there. That was there. Okay. Those one. Okay. So basically we have this Harley with the melody, the Rienzo with the rhythm, Pugliese is a dramatic, Troilo dramatic as well, but in a different way than Pugliese. Mm. We have two kind of dramatic. You can say that uh, 
Pugliese is a little bit more linked to Disarly, to melody, but as well include uh, rhythm inside and there is very large parts of harmony. Mm. Here is where Arreglo come in, right? You have a rhythm completely stopping. You will have like a, mm, a lot of pathos into, into his playing. And actually Pugliese and Trollo are the most, most difficult to be done. It's also the most beautiful music, mm. of course, because it's, it's complex. It's basically, uh, it reach a, a very high complexity, the music. And... Everyone like, love to dance Pugliese and mm. as well, uh, several people love Troilo, but um, let's say the most common, probably the two orchestras that you really need to hammer the nail to get your tango good are the Sarli and the Rienzo. This is the end of the first part of our seventh episode with Antimo Russo. Stay tuned for the second part. You can always find us on our website, made-inasia.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for new episodes on our Instagram, Made in Asia, the podcast.